Welcome to EdSpark 21, the podcast from Battelle for Kids, dedicated to capturing conversations and spreading the word to accelerate the realization of 21st century deeper learning for every student. This episode, Battelle for Kids CEO, Dr. Karen Garza, talks with Columbus City School Superintendent, Dr. Talisa Dixon. Dr. Talisa Dixon and I had the opportunity to sit and talk recently. The conversation focused primarily on her anticipation around the upcoming community engagement and visioning process that Columbus City Schools will be undertaking as part of developing their portrait of a graduate. Here's our conversation. As the new superintendent of Columbus City Schools, and I don't know when they're, we're going to stop saying you're the new Okay, right, right, all right. Superintendent, right? At some point, we won't I say know, you're the new I know. one anymore. Yeah, that's right. It's been eight months now, so it's like, okay, when are they going to stop saying yeah. that? Yes, yes, maybe, yes. Maybe new still works. Yeah, but, yes. Um, as the new superintendent of Columbus City Schools, and I know you've done a lot of outreach in the community, listening mm-hmm. tours, and you've been out really listening and um, getting the perspectives of, of varied stakeholders. What have you learned about the Columbus City Schools in terms of kind of the strengths that you want to build upon, kind of just the identity of the school district and what you're hopeful about? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, one of the things I've learned early on was that we still have amazing kids in the district. And I um, say still because when I was in the district nine years ago, we had amazing students. So to come back and still see those smiling faces, students that are still eager to learn, um, it makes you, it centers you in a sense mm-hmm. to make you think, uh, rem- remind you rather of why you took on this, this, this opportunity. Um, the second thing was the commitment of the community. Um, the city still, I believe, wraps itself around the supports of the school district and the mission of public education. Um, I thought that was something that we needed to um, bring front and center more, mm-hmm. um, but it was still there. Um, and then the third thing, the parents still care. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of where they were able to send their students, they wanted good schools and good opportunities for those kids. I do think this community is rallying around and very excited about your leadership and what's ahead for the district because I think every, everyone in this community wants what's best yeah, yeah. for Columbus City Schools and its yeah. students. So yeah. uh, we're, we're all behind you. Well, thank you. Thank you. That, thank you. And sure. that was one of the reasons I decided to come back because I had nine great years in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And so I knew the heart of the Columbus community. So with that being in mind, and I said, okay, if I can help galvanize all of our community around our school district as I knew it um, when I was a principal, mm-hmm. then wow, what impact we can have as an entire organization. You've decided to uh, take this uh, strategic approach to mm-hmm. really engaging the community mm-hmm. around the design of a portrait of a graduate. Yes. Kind of what, what inspired you yeah. to engage in that process? I know it's not started yeah. yet, but right. it's soon to start. Yeah. So yeah. kind of what, what inspired what inspired you to come engage in that work? Yeah, great question. Well, um, when I came to the district, we had a strategic plan that was in draft form. So the board said, Talisa, we want you to look at this plan and we want you to adopt the plan in the fall. Mm-hmm. So as I was looking at that strategic plan and I said, I'm not sure if this is the right stuff. Um, and it made me nervous. I'm looking, mm-hmm. we had an F on a report card. I'm looking at this draft strategic plan that was done two years prior, 
good work by, you know, by, by the, the leadership team. But I wasn't confident that it was the right work um, addressing what was happening right now, our mm-hmm. current realities, or looking at the future. Mm-hmm. I think we forget that a lot of this work is about what does not exist now, the jobs and the opportunities mm-hmm. for kids. And does this current um, draft strategic plan does that? And it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to say, you know what? I know of a process I heard about when I was a superintendent in Cleveland Heights. And mm-hmm. we sent some board members and we I knew all about this portrait of a graduate design and I said, I think this is this is it. So just mm-hmm. just just trust me. Um, and they said, Well, what does it mean? You know, how mm-hmm. do we go about it? And I said, It will be to me a listening tour on steroids. Mm-hmm. It will allow me to take what I did my first hundred days, and now maximize that throughout the four corners of our city. Mm-hmm. And to hear more from our students and community stakeholders and parents about what it is that they want for their students. And then we take that information back and we design our programs around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's been done here. Um, and it is a different way the schools look at the future of learning and, um, and our community assets and all of that in a very different mm-hmm. way. But I was excited to, to try it. Um, yeah. And the board trusted me and said, Okay, Talisa, we're going to allow you to do it, uh, but we're going to hold you accountable and put it as one of your uh, priorities for this year. I think one of the fundamental things that's so powerful about it is that it elevates the voices of the people in the community, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw for myself as a superintendent, you know, we, you know, I've had great engagement with the the community, with business leaders, with parents, with Mm -hmm. students, but I never asked them, what are your hopes, dreams, and aspirations? Right. Right. What, in light of how this world is different and mm-hmm. changing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just found it, you know, I was miss, I was missing out because I wasn't yeah. asking them that question. Exactly. Exactly. So I think your community yeah. is going to respond yeah. so so well yeah. to, to that. And I hope so. And I think, uh, as you pointed, I think you know it's it's one of that you know, old acronym, you know, for us by us, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, they ask us, they ask us what was important to us, um, and it can be a learning opportunity for them too. Yes. Learning about the assets, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening on the South Side? Oh, my gosh, there is a company, mm-hmm. you know, why do we have low enrollment at a certain high school and there's, and there's a big company that's down the street? Right. Are we preparing students for the world of work? Are we providing opportunities for our students to go right down the street and do have a great job at that factory? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the parents may say, that's, yeah, that's what I want. And mm-hmm. What do I need to do? Make sure Talisa is at school every day. Right. That's what I have to do? Yes. That's what I have to do because that's what you may be able to do because of different circumstances. But I know that you understand that, wow, it's important that I make sure Talisa is at school every day and I'll take care Mm -hmm. of the rest. You know, part of this work is also about really understanding the why schools Mm -hmm. need to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Simon Sinek's work, I think, is so powerful yeah. because I do find that when we spend quality, meaningful time talking with our community about yeah. why things need to change, yeah. then they're on board with us. They're on board, yeah. You know, yeah. instead yeah. of we just do yeah. it without an absence of having that conversation with yeah. them. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. And people want to know your why. I know mm-hmm. when we had our convocation this year, 
Um, we were trying to figure out how do we start the conversation. And Scott Wartman, our chief of communications, is that, you know, you start by telling them why. Mm-hmm. Why you decided to take this this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people normally get on board because it really gives you the opportunity to say, well, why, why did I do that? So you've been recognized by many people as a, a really visionary and dynamic leader. And so I'd be curious about your perspectives on um, what it takes to transform a system. Because wow. I know you have real high aspirations for what's ahead for the for this district. Mm-hmm. Kind of what are the things that you think will be required to to make significant changes? Yeah. Um, one, we have to have leaders who are committed to the work and have the expertise. Um, um, and so I think when you think about the heavy lifting that has to be done mm-hmm. and the changes, um, there can't be people working in an organization who's going to take the work personally, other tax personally, rather, mm-hmm. I should say that. Um, you take the work personally because this is your right. life's work. Um, but you know it's going to come with bumps and bruises, one. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, you got to have people who can work collaboratively with others. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Uh, we don't want people who are going to be isolated and um, and not um, work as a team. Um, and third, you got to give people the autonomy to kind of do it on their own in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm not a micromanager. Um, I believe you hire experts and you allow them to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put some checks and balances in place. So you're you come with a team. You 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 stay together. This is our mission. This is our plan. This is why we're doing this work, and we're going to do it together, and everyone has a part. Mm-hmm. And, and we all share in that part, um, in that process, and then we come together and we talk about, okay, what did we miss? What do we have to go back and revisit again? And why did we miss it? Because mm-hmm. um, there's some accountability right. to, to that, too. So I believe that's part of it. Um, this is hard work when you're trying to change the culture mm-hmm. of an organization. Um, but you have to have an understanding that change is needed. And change is a non-negotiable. And you get people together who can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you uh, had the opportunity to hear you speak yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about you know, this work will not be done just by Talisa Dixon. Yeah, right, right. And the team. Right. So yeah. talk about kind of what you were, you talked about yesterday around, this is all of us together. Yeah, yeah. I think some people believe that the school's work is just the school's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's so different now when we think about the barriers that students and families are facing. And K-12 institutions or pre-K-12 institutions can't do it alone. So you need other partners who have expertise in various areas to come together um, and use their human capital and their financial resources and say, we want what's best for every student and family in the city of Columbus. And how do we come together and figure out what that is? Mm-hmm. And no one is doing it in isolation. Um, so that's why we had a room full of two, we had 270 people yesterday and I'm say, okay, we are that community yes. <laughs> and we all have to wrap ourselves around our students and our families because we want what's best for all of them. Um, and their pathway, um, to get there may be different, but we mm-hmm. all can work together to, to structure what that looks like. And then you also mentioned yesterday that I thought, I thought it was powerful around kind of the systems approach. Mm. 
uh, around how do we move a system, right? Yeah. How do we improve a system? Mm-hmm. And so you talked about some of the things that you've, you're working on right now to try yeah. to try to align the system yeah. instead of, I think you said you had 105 schools or something like that. 109 schools. 109 schools. Yeah. You know, how do you create conditions where you don't have 109 districts within a system? Right. <laughs> you know, how do you have a, yeah. a system of yeah. 109 schools? Everyone kind of focused on the same. Right. Same well, I think drivers. one is that focusing on equity, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that equity is not equal, mm-hmm. um, but we realize that our students, again, are com- our families are sending us their very best in the schools that they have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is that experience like for kids? And is it a good experience in every building? Right. right. And if it's not, then what are we as an organization going to do about it? Um, so my approach to this work, I looked at other large school districts and see how were they approaching this? And mm-hmm. um, a lot of them were approaching it in a regional way. Mm-hmm. If there's a way that we can align our schools to the regions and the neighbor, the regions around the city, then we can maximize the supports for those students and families based on where they mm-hmm. live. Um, and I think that worked out pretty well for us. So we decided, I decided on six regions mm-hmm. and each region has about 7,000 kids um, with the area superintendent. And now we're building the supports. Um, and as I was meeting with families, for example, if our region one is on the west side of Columbus and our families were saying, superintendent, we don't care what you do as long as it happens on the west side. <laughs> that is serious, right? So, and I'm thinking, well, can I move the kids to another side and bring them back? Uh, but they are serious. It tells them that one, we love our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we reside on the west side and that's where it better happened on the west side um, so when families are serious about that then we need as a school district to really look at what are the community assets and the school mm-hmm. assets on that side of town and how can we maximize those assets and experiences for kids and families who want them in those mm-hmm. communities and if we can't make it happen then how do we convince those families that we can make something different happen but it needs to happen somewhere else mm-hmm. so I thought this approach would be good for us and it will allow us also to see what's happening in Columbus mm-hmm. Um, and what businesses are here and where are they going? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, where are our libraries and our rec centers? So I asked the mayor, I said, can we do a helicopter tour? You know, so we <laughs> spent, <laughs> we did a tour of the city. He said, a helicopter tour, Talisa. I said, I want to be able to see the city from area view. I want to look down and say, you know, what's happening? Where, where are rec centers? Where are libraries? And I didn't want to waste the time to do it in a car. Um, he said, yes. So we spent time in the air in a helicopter. He got sick. Um, but it was, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, Talisa. Um, but it was so much fun to see it, but also allowed us to have some real conversations Mm -hmm. about, did you see that abandoned building right there? Yeah. How close is that to the school? And he said, well, there's a school there, but it really allowed for me to see and understand what families Mm -hmm. were telling me about blighted areas where their students had to walk. Um, to school, et cetera. I love that. Seeing, yeah. seeing your community from a varied perspective, a different perspective, a different right? Perspective. The, um, the portrait of a graduate process, yeah. you know, as we, when we complete that process mm-hmm. and you have a Columbus city portrait of a graduate, yeah. kind of what do you hope is accomplished after that? Yeah. 
That's kind of just the start, right? Of the the work. Yeah. Thank you. I I think the next big step is what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And what significant changes do we have to make to make that a reality? And so I think there are going to be some tough decisions next because it's going to allow us, or force us rather, to do some things very differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what people hold us accountable to say, okay, we did all this. We heard, we designed, we have it. So what does it look like mm-hmm. now? And those, and what that looks like is the experiences now of our kids and our families. So I, um, that's going to be the, the, the challenging part, the structure, I mean, those tough decisions, rather. But I think it's what's going to be the fun part, too, that we were able to build something um, different, create something different, design something different with our families for our kids. And um, to see it come to life, it's going to be fun. Oh, we're, we're, yeah. we're yeah. so excited <laughs> to support you in this work. And we have every bit of confidence you're going to do amazing yeah. things for kids yeah. in this district. Thank At Patel for Kids, we feel very honored to have the opportunity to work with school systems all across the country in helping to shape their vision through a portrait of a graduate. And this engagement with Columbus City Schools is particularly important to all of us here at Patel for Kids, working alongside the largest school district in our home state of Ohio. Thank you to Dr. Dixon, not only for her participation in this episode of EdSpark 21, and including us in the development of their portrait graduate, but also for the work she is leading for the benefit of every student in Columbus City Schools. The Ed Spark 21 podcast is a production of Battelle for Kids. Battelle for Kids collaborates with school systems and communities to realize the power and promise of 21st century learning for every student. Go to bfk.org to learn more. The music heard in this podcast is On Fire by Sasha Ende. Copyright 2019 and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. All other content in this episode of EdSpark 21 is the intellectual property of Battelle for Kids. Other podcasts and blog posts from Battelle for Kids can be found at bfk.org. Thank you.